Well, good morning and welcome to LifeSpring. Uh, let's call it LifeSpring Home Edition uh, as COVID-19 continues to do its thing. We as a church, we're going to continue to do our thing. Now, I got to be honest, I really miss meeting face-to-face. What a joyful day it will be. I keep on thinking of that day when we come together, we gather again in the same room. Praise the Lord. Talk about a celebration. But until then, this is what we got. And though we have been limited in our ability to physically meet together, we know that God, by the power of God, is not limited by this distance. And so we come here with expectation. We come here with anticipation of what God is going to do. Our God is able. Do you believe that, church? Our God is able. He's the one who defeated the grave. He's the one who was raised to life. He is able. Through the wonder of technology and by the power of the Holy Spirit, today we will pray together. We will worship together. We will dive into God's holy word together. Thanks for joining us. Let's pray. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Lord, your name is holy. Lord, your name is goodness and righteousness. Lord, we exalt your name today, Lord. You are worthy of our praise and your name is the name above all names. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, Father, we just pray that your will be done on earth, Lord, that you uh, a revival comes where people are longing for you, Lord, where your will would be done um, here on earth now, Lord, that we follow your will, uh, not will of man, but will of you, Father. So would your spirit come? Would you be upon us? Would your kingdom come today in Jesus' mighty name? Amen. Give us today our daily bread. Oh, Father, we just thank you that you provide for us today. Lord, help us not to worry or be anxious for anything. You said today. So today we put our focus on you. You are a God that has mercy in you every morning. So we don't need to worry. So, Father, we thank you for your provision. We thank you for your grace and mercy. And we thank you for today. Let us rejoice and be glad. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. Lord, you have forgiven us so much. Help us be filled with grace and willing to forgive those who have hurt us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, your word says that no temptation has overtaken us that is not common to man. And so God, I pray that during this time as we're spending more time at home, probably spending more time on social media, on the television and on our phones, I pray, Lord, that may we guard our hearts and minds, God. May we turn to you in those moments of when we're feeling weak, Lord. May we be careful of what we're ingesting. May it not be a time for us to be spiritually distant, but may we press in to this moment in our relationship with you, God. May we pursue you wholeheartedly, Lord. 
We thank you that you are a faithful Father and that you will deliver us from evil. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We're now going to go into worship and we invite you to sing along with us and wherever you are, sing with abandon. Well, hey, morning, life spring. Hey, I just want to say how encouraged I am that we still get to find a way to worship together. Um, so just right now, I, I my hope for this is that you would be singing along at home, that your neighbors would hear you, that your hands would be raised high and that there would just be a freedom to worship. So, yeah. God is able, He will never fail. He is Almighty God, greater than all we see, greater than all we ask. He has done great things. Lift it up, lift it up.
darkness, my God, that is who you are, for you are the way you make a miracle work, a promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are, you are here, touching
Hey, good morning, LifeSpring. Uh, I just have a couple of announcements for you before we continue with our service. Um, wasn't worship great? Worship was so good. It was so powerful. Ryan does an amazing job. Um, and I hope you're doing well from your living room, uh, on your couch with your family. Uh, Suggle up in your blankets, watching our service, worshiping the Lord. Uh, we're, we have a great service planned for you. But first, I just want to encourage you, uh, during this time where we're all sheltered in, if you probably know by now, for the foreseeable future until they announce we can't, uh, but that doesn't mean we won't stop. Uh, we won't stop worshiping the Lord, worshiping Jesus. So continue to reach out to the people around you uh, that need uh, support, uh, people that you know. I mean, if you know someone that's not connected, that should be, uh, email us. Our email's on the screen, uh, and just email us, contact us. We get them involved and connected. And then I want to go into our offering. Um, and we're still part of the church. Uh, we would we would still love if you would give your tithes and offering. Uh, we use it to further the kingdom. Uh, um, obviously, we can't pass out baskets to your home because that would be weird if we just showed up with a basket. Uh, we can't leave our house, but there's still ways to give. Uh, actually, you can text to give. The number is down there. Uh, a certain amount. You just enter in the number the amount you want to give, and it will walk you through the steps. Also, if you want to give the normal ways, here are the ways uh, you can normally you can uh, mail it in. You can do it on our website. There's many different ways to give. Uh, we just encourage you in this time to remain faithful to the Lord. Uh, and the Lord uh, will bless it. He'll use our finances to further the kingdom. Uh, we had so many people watch our live stream last week. Um, and this week we expect the same. And for further to come, uh, God's still moving. And right at you right now, we're going to go over the Jeremy. He has a kid's lesson for us. So if you're a family, this is for you, uh, it's for the kids to do it together and learn together. And right following that, Pastor Dan will be bringing us the word. It's going to be great. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. Leilani, I am glad that you've joined us today. If you don't know her, this is Leilani. She is my daughter, and she's going to help me out with today when we're talking to you guys. And if you're at home, I just want to welcome you uh, joining us from home. I'm so glad and excited that you're here today. It's going to be a powerful morning. Uh, before we get started, though, Leilani, I think we need to do this. We need to put some sanitizer on. If you guys have it at home, make sure you're always putting on your hand sanitizer, especially washing your hands, hand sanitizer, especially when you're going to be working with food like we are today. It's going to be really good. Um, so, for the questions for you guys at home and for you, Leilani, who loves candy? Me! You do? You love candy? Yeah! What's your favorite kind of candy? Chocolate. Chocolate. Well, that's great because I've actually got a whole bunch of chocolate here. And, you know, i got a whole bowl right here of Hershey Kisses. Now, in this bowl, there are all sorts of different colors in this bowl, but I believe, I have a theory, an idea that they're actually all the same color inside of this inside of these wrappers here. Now, Hershey Kisses, they can come chocolate, dark chocolate, and white chocolate. What do you think? Do you want to try and see? Yeah. Okay, get a couple here. Let's open them up and see what we got. Yeah, yeah, nothing different. You got that? Mm -hmm. They look good, don't they? Mm -hmm. All right, hold it up for everybody at home to see. What is it? What color? It's a brown. It's brown. Boring brown. Now, for those of you who like chocolate, that's great. But for me, I like to have a variety of different candies. Are you going to eat that? You don't have to eat it just yet. We can eat it in a few minutes, okay? <clears throat> but sometimes, I like to have a variety of different candies. And so I also have a bowl of these amazing, colorful, yummy Skittles. What do you think of that? Those are delicious. They are delicious. Now these are all different flavors or different colors. It's vibrant. It's amazing. And then I, even better yet, for those of you at home, I have a bowl of Jelly Bellies. 40 different flavors. Mm. I know. 40 different flavors. 
you can eat this whole bowl, including the bag that it came in, and never get bored eating these Jelly Bellies. It's amazing. So, I love these kinds of candies, but also, did you know, Leilani, that Christians are like these colorful candies here? Did you know that? No. No? Let me tell you. Each of us has a different spiritual gifting. You have a different spiritual gift than I do. Just like my spiritual gifts are different than our friends at home watching. We're all different. God created us uniquely different, okay? I want to read us some scripture together. It says in Romans 12, 6, it says, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Wow. So many of us, so many of us at home, so many of us here today have different gifts. The Holy Spirit just loves to give us sweet gifts. And there are many different ways that God wants us to work in His kingdom. Not everyone has the same job, but we can all serve God and love other people. The important part is, is we do all things, Leilani, all things for the glory of God, right? It says in Colossians 3.23, it says, Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart. Not a little bit of your heart, but all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. And you know what the best part about spiritual gifts? What? That just like this candy, we get to share it with our friends today. Right? Yeah. Amen. Thank you for joining us today, and just be blessed. I've been so proud of the way that many Jesus followers have responded to the current COVID-19 crisis over the past two, three weeks in a time of real uncertainty, a time of change, certainly a time of disruption. We have seen Christians rise up to the challenge. We've seen Christians respond in faith. And this is a big deal because I don't know if you've noticed, but this thing is serious. Lives are being affected. Lives are being altered in very real ways. Businesses, they're, they're trying to figure out how to survive they are doing salary reductions. They're doing layoffs. Think about your family and, and family life. Families are trying to figure out how to move forward with kids being at home, but also with parents working from home. Just normal activities. I was thinking about it just the other day. Normal activities like going to the movies, watching a baseball game, my beloved Mariners, right? Going to the park, playing on the playground, eating and hanging out at the local restaurant. All of those things disrupted. How important, church, it is that, that faith would rise, that our faith would rise at such a time as this, that people around you, the loved ones around you, that they would see your faith. They would see a faith that declares, I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding, but I am going to acknowledge him in all my ways church, that the world around us would, would see our faith, that my faith is not in myself, but my faith is in the one who made me, in the one who created me. It's time for our faith to rise. And so I want to begin our time together. And again, thank you for joining us. But I just want to pray a prayer of intercession to intercede for you, intercede on behalf of you for what you're going through, what you're facing, that you would be full of the Lord, full of the power of the Lord that he would help you, that he would resource you with the supernatural gift of faith. You would have the faith that you need to walk into this new season, that you would be an effective witness for the kingdom of God. Would you bow your heads and let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank you that in this moment, no one is lacking. Anyone who trusts in you has everything they need by your power, your power that lives within us. 
Would you give us a confidence? Would you give us a boldness? Would you make us brave today, Lord? Encourage your people, Lord. Encourage them to rise up in faith, to be all that you've called them to be, that truly the world around us might see our faith and respond and may the kingdom of God advance like never before. Amen. Amen. Well, I, I want to begin by just saying I'm a Christian. Uh, I, I believe in the Lord. I believe in Jesus. I believe he died on the cross. I believe he rose again three days later. I believe he ascended into heaven. And I also believe that one day he's coming back. And as a Christian, as someone who believes in Jesus as Lord and Savior, I'm encouraged that I'm not walking into this season unprepared. I want to say that again. I am not walking into this season unprepared. Do you believe that for your own life, that you are prepared for this season? I believe that. I I want you to hear this. My God has done so well in preparing me and preparing his church for this time. In fact, maybe I'd put it this way. There's been a storehouse that has been built into my heart. There's a treasury inside of me that is full of God's word, full of God's promises, full of God's truth. Really, if you think about it, he's been depositing into my life for years, and I'm able to draw upon the strength of God's word and God's spirit that resides in the depths of who I am. And by the way, that's not just a Pastor Dan thing. He has been doing the same thing in you as well. I want you to think about those worship songs that you've been singing, really, that you've been singing for years, maybe decades those words, like, like the words that we just sang with Ryan, those truths that are found in the powerful lyrics, think about it. They are lodged deep within your soul after song after song, year after year, decade after decade. These powerful truths of Scripture through these lyrics, they're lodged in your soul. Think of the hours you've spent going through the pages of the Bible. Think of the hours you've spent reading your Bible app. Think of the hours you've spent probably watching YouTube and all those amazing preachers uh, on the internet. Just all those times of the word of God being deposited into your life. Times of worship, times of Bible study. Church, listen, it's God's living word and his word is in you and his word is gonna come out of you and it will help you through this time. I honestly believe that. So here's three thoughts for you. First one is this. I want you to do something for me if you would. If you journal when you read the Bible, I know often uh, a lot of us journal while we read the Bible. Go and find one of your old journals. Pick it up, maybe from 2005 or 2006, and and just begin to read through those journal entries. Think of it this way. A journal entry is much like a remembrance stone, right? It's this uh, remembrance stone to remind you of that time when God split the waters. Do you remember, church, when God split the waters in your life. If he's done it before, come on, he can do it again. So go find an old journal, read it, and allow yourself to be reminded of what God has done in your life. Secondly, I'd ask you to go on YouTube again, or maybe your favorite music app, and this is going to sound kind of crazy for some of you, but find an old-time hymn. Listen to some of the old-time hymns. The reality is we have this rich legacy of men and women of God who worship the Lord during hardships, who worship the Lord during trials. And yet there was a faith that rose up. Don't we believe that? That there was a faith that rose up and, and they wrote these songs of the faith. 
during trials and hardship. Uh, take some of those. Search, maybe go, I don't know, a top 100 hymns on the internet and begin to just listen to those hymns. I promise you, songs like It Is Well or, or songs like Great Is Thy Faithfulness, they will speak loudly to you during this season if you let them. So again, grab a journal, listen to some old time hymns. And then third, I'd say this, and, and please hear me out on this one, wherever you are, whatever country you're watching me from, church, Begin to exercise your faith. I want to say that again. Begin to exercise your faith. Put your faith into action. Most of you watching me right now, you probably have a faith in God, some sort of faith in God. You believe in Jesus. But I want to challenge you. Work it out. Work it out. Put it into motion. If faith was a bike, start pedaling. If it was a piano, start playing, right? I mean, you get the idea. Exercise your faith. And I think, by the way, and maybe this is just me, but this week as I've been praying, I think as a church, LifeSpring, we are ready for this. We are ready for this. Many of you, you woke up this morning and your heart was stirred by the power of the Holy Spirit. You woke up and you were stirred to where you said, you know what? I do not want to live by fear. I want to live by faith, faith in the Lord. There is a great stirring. I honestly believe this of people waking up in the morning saying, I want to walk by faith. Life spring, embrace that. Come on, can we just celebrate, embrace that, go with that and go for it. My, my prayer for you, and I am praying for you, but my prayer for you is that your loved ones, those around you, that they would see your faith. They would see faith instead of fear. By the way, I, I think people are truly getting enough fear preached to them right now. They don't need you to add to their fear bank, right? They, they're already hearing on their social media pages, they're hearing on the news, they're hearing from their friends and their family. They don't need your two cents to pile on top of all of that, right? If, if fear was a piggy bank, let's say fear was this uh, little cute piggy bank, their piggy bank is full. You don't need to add your two cents into their piggy bank. You know what people need? They need to see and to hear your faith. Each of us, would we be bold enough to make some faith deposits into the lives of those around us. That if faith was a bank, would we remind people of who they are in Christ? Would we remind people of the promises that are found in God's word? Would we remind people that if you got Jesus, you got everything you need? Would we remind people that if you have Jesus, nothing and no one will ever separate you from the love of God that is found in Jesus Christ? Let the world around you see, but also hear that kind of faith. Build people up in the Lord. Now, I want to finish with this, and it has to be said. Please do not be disingenuous. Don't be fake. Please don't pretend, right? Like, oh, well, you just got to, don't, don't even go, don't even start that. People can sniff a fake a mile away, right? Don't be fake. Don't be fake. Let, let it be a real faith. I'll put it this way, church. Come on. Real faith comes from a real human being. I want to say that again. Real faith comes from a real human being. And real humans have a faith that's been through some stuff. 
right? It's a faith that has walked through some stuff, a faith that has walked through doubts and anxieties, fears, worries. But then it's a faith. Again, it's a faith that is not letting those emotions not letting those feelings define us, but it's a faith that says, no, I'm going to be defined by who I am in Jesus Christ. It's a faith that asks for Jesus's courage, for his bravery, for his boldness. It's a faith that actually casts all of our cares onto him because, come on, we actually believe that Jesus cares for us. Even in some of your life situations that are hard, that are extremely hard. Wouldn't it be just beautiful and powerful for those around you, those that are watching you and observing you, if they could see you walking by faith and not by sight. If they could see you walking by faith and not by sight. Church, that we would see what's going on through the eyes of faith and not the eyes of this world. Again, that's my prayer for you, LifeSpring that people will observe a real faith, a real tested, tried, and true faith. In 1 Peter 1.7, Peter, he says something pretty powerful. Listen to this. Again, verse 7. He says, these trials, and many of you are going through a very real and serious trial. He says, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, I want to say that again, when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Now, Peter, he knew trials. Uh, Peter, he knew hardship. In fact, really all of the early disciples, all of the early apostles, they knew what it was like to face hard times. They knew what it was like to walk through, I would say, even uncertain times. They felt the pain of following Jesus. And yet, and this is so good, and yet with everything they faced, they realized that faith, that a supernatural faith was developing within them, right? They they began to understand that there was something that was growing, something that was maturing within them, that was the real deal. It was genuine. Their, their faith was the genuine article. Am I making sense, right? It wasn't fake. It wasn't pretend. It was real. It was powerful and it was more precious than gold. That's the faith, life's ring, that the world around you needs to see in and through you. So many people are asking some of the same questions right now. Is God real? And if he is, where's he at? Right? Is God real? And if he is, where is he? Without oversimplifying the answer, I do want to get us pointed in the right direction. If you go to 1 John, and 1 John's a really small book towards the end of the Bible, but turn to 1 John, and we're going to focus on chapter 4. Now, 1 John tells us that God is love that he is love, he's true love, that he loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us, to forgive us of our sins. Again, true love. But then look at verse 11. John writes that if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. 
But then catch this, and, and please, LifeSpring, pay attention. Catch this, verse 12. This is so important in light of those questions that people are asking. He says, no one has ever seen God. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Did you catch that? No one has ever seen God. But listen, in these uncertain times, if you and I, if we love one another, people are going to see God. They're going to experience the love of God through who? Through the people of God. Hallelujah. People will see God, experience the love of God through the people of God. I don't know. I I just hope this verse is hitting you like it's been hitting me this past week. That God abides in us. Think about that. God, his presence, he, he abides in us. His love, his love is perfected in us. Man, there are people out there right now who are wondering if God is real. They're wondering where he's at. And yet the Bible is telling you and I, the Bible is telling us that these people who are searching for God, that they will see God. Praise the Lord. They will see God in us. They will see God in us through the way that we love them during this time. This is so important. We receive this and grab a hold of this. Church, if we love one another, if we love one another, church, rise up. God and his amazing love abides in you. Come on, show the world what you got. Show the world what you got. Love them as he has loved you. Love them as he has loved you. I mean, has anyone else besides me been a recipient of God's love? Anybody else out there been a recipient besides me of God's amazing love? Anyone else rescued from sin? Come on, praise the Lord. Anyone else forgiven and set free? Anyone else born again into everlasting life? Not because of anything you have done, but because of what God did by sending his son to die for you? Anyone else radically changed by the love of God? Would we love others as he has first loved us? That I would love my neighbor. I would love those around me. And it would be a love that flows from the love that I first received from my heavenly father. First John 4.19 says that we love because he first loved us. Our, our love for others, I mean, just think about it. Our love for others, it's really just a response to the miracle that God has done in us. God's love is in you, life spring. I, I just declare that over you. If you're a believer, uh, if you're a follower of Jesus, God's love is in you. And I just pray that it would flow out of you. God's love is in you. But now allow it to flow out of you to your friends, to your family, to your neighbors, to your coworkers, that as you serve them, as you bless them, as you take care of them, as you exercise your faith, that they would see God, that they would know that God is real and that God is for them and that God loves them. Whether it's encouraging them with a word or buying them groceries, or giving them money, or donating blood, whatever the thing is, just that today people will know that God is real and that God cares for them all by how you love them with the love that you first received. Oh God, fill us with your love today. We receive your love today. 
God, as people full of your love, we exercise our faith. We we exercise our faith and we love others as we have first been loved. In your name we pray. Amen. I want to speak to those of you who have joined us today that don't know what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. And maybe you're watching because a person you know is having a watch party on Facebook and you joined in. Or maybe you just stumbled across us. But like Pastor Dan said earlier, your piggy bank of fear is filled up and you are just searching for some hope where things might seem hopeless or maybe you're just feeling empty and alone right now and you know you are missing something you've been missing something for a while and you've tried to fill that emptiness with all sorts of things but nothing has worked I know where you are at. I was there once. Although I was raised in church, I didn't have a relationship with God. I knew all about him. But knowing God in your head and knowing God with your heart are two very different things. And I had this huge hole in my life that I tried to fill with so many things that the world had to offer. And the world makes these things look so great, so fulfilling. The world makes you think that it has all the answers, but not one of those things filled that emptiness that I had. And with each new thing I tried, I was led down a deeper and darker path. But even in the dark place I found myself, Jesus was there. And when I chose to surrender myself to him and accept his unconditional love and grace for my life, my life was forever changed. See, I'm just a broken, imperfect sinner, but the recipient of a gift, a gift I couldn't earn I could never be good enough or right enough or perfect enough. And Jesus doesn't ask us to be any of those things. He just asked us to accept him as our Lord and Savior and receive the gift of his grace. When Jesus gave his life on the cross, he said, it is finished. And in Greek, the word is tetelestai, which literally means paid in full. And I want you to hear that today. Paid in full. Jesus paid it all. And as you are watching, you may be thinking, you don't know my past. You don't know what I've done. And you're right. I don't. But I know mine. And I know what Jesus saved me from. All of us have fallen short. Paul, who wrote part of the New Testament in the Bible, said this about himself. And this is 1 Timothy 1.15. Here's a word that you can take to heart and depend on. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. I'm proof, public sinner number one. Jesus came to save you. Jesus knows your past. He sees you right where you are at at this moment, and he loves you. 
He died for you. He has paid your debt in full. All you have to do is accept him as your Lord and Savior. You can be forgiven. And in this time when things seem so uncertain, where every time you turn around, there's more news to make you scared and afraid of the future. When you know Jesus, you have a foundation. When the ground seems to be shaking all around you, Jesus is the solid rock on which you can stand. Knowing Jesus doesn't mean bad things don't happen. Pastor Dan has a saying that life is hard and then it gets harder. But knowing Jesus means that in any storm, you can have peace. You can know that he is your strength and your refuge. And Jesus said it this way in John 16, 33. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. Jesus wins. And I just want to encourage you today that Jesus is calling you. He has been pursuing you. And he loves you just as you are. Jesus is the answer And our prayer for you today is that you would know just how much God loves you. He offers the peace and fulfillment and meaning that you've been searching for. If that is you today, if you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, would you pray this with me right now? Dear Jesus, I need you. I am sorry for my sin. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for me and rose from the dead. And I ask you to come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. I want to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we close the service today, we wanted to uh, do something that the church has been doing for 2,000 years, which is to take communion. Jesus commanded us to take communion, to do this in remembrance of him. And really, whether you're doing this for the first time or the 100th time, or maybe you've been doing this for years or decades, may this be a powerful time in the presence of God, remembering what Jesus has done for us, remembering that he died on that cross, that his body, it was broken for you. His blood, it was shed for you. So whatever you have, uh, if you have crackers or bread, uh, some kind of juice, uh, go ahead and grab those elements now. And we're going to receive communion together. We believe that even as we are together, that the Lord is with us, that we are communing with him by his Holy Spirit. So let's take the bread. Jesus broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples. And he said, when you eat this bread, do it in remembrance of me. Church, it's his body broken for you. Let's take it together. When you read the account in Luke chapter 22, it says in the same way after 
the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Let's take the cup together. Jesus, we remember you. Not just as a historical figure or some ancient story, but we remember you as the living God, as the one who died on the cross, but three days later rose again, ascended to heaven, and one day is coming back. We thank you, Jesus, for who you are. We have such hope and life in you. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. You are worthy of praise. You are worthy of praise. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, all God's people said, amen. Amen. Well, we're so happy you joined us today. Thank you for joining us. Get the word out. Share this video with others. Uh, There is good news still to be had, even with all the fear and all the worries and anxieties. The news of Jesus is still the best news ever. Share the word. Be bold. Be courageous. And we'll see you again next week. God bless you.